listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. Alright, this is gonna be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 the sports animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! Good afternoon, Albuquerque. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Fred, what what does that mean? Another win for the Braves. Ooh, <laughs> well, they're behind. Okay, I've, I've read this story before. Yeah. Mookie Betts is going to save the Dodgers. Yeah, okay. He's eight for nine on the se- in this series thus far, and... They're chasing two of them. Everyone except for Mookie Betts needs to save the Dodgers because Mookie is doing just fine. Boy, Trey Turner up to bat right now, 0 for 1 on the day, which extends his hitless streak to three games. He may have got hit in the first game. They're in trouble. I will be Fred Slow. I will be alongside you, the friends of the show, on ABQ Central. The next three hours, taking you up to 7 o'clock, where we will then be replaced by one Mike Trujillo, true to the game. What well, a dude. Alongside me, the pepper to my salt, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Peachy, brother. How you be? I've never complained publicly a day in my life. In the back, one Mike Vital. We're thinking about letting him come out front today, though. Michael, how are you? What? What did I do? I just stay there. You're doing such a good job. Stay Let there. you out of your cage. Out of the cage. The Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team has jumped out to a two-rip lead, which we've seen. Well, we've seen multi-run leads, leads thus far from the Dodgers in this series, and Atlanta just keeps waiting till the very end to win. Well, when they score first in the postseason, they're unbeaten. So who? Dodgers. Nope. Nope. Oh no. No. They're up two-rip. Game one? Up two rip game two. Oh, really? Oh, wow. This is deja vu is what this is. I'm seeing a trend. And I want to be Adam Wainwright, Charlie Morton, aside from giving up a dink and a dong in the first, looking the part after settling in. One of the best curveballs in the biz, besides his name being Uncle Charlie, the curveball is probably why it's called Uncle Charlie. No guests today on the program. So the phone lines are open. Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. You call us. Taking hot takes. Albuquerque, you be our guest. Aw. Be our guest. Be our guest. Okay, I'm not going to do that right Here's now. Here's a hot take right now. Because you just went Beauty and the Beast. I sure did. Disney's 1991. Like, like pull it out of the vault. Is like, it 91? 91. I thought it was 92. Would you like to Google it? Nah. The actual bad guy in Beauty and the Beast is the father. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just let her kid run around all day like that while he makes crazy inventions that don't matter? He's obviously the bad guy. His lack of attention led to the whole story. It's presented in Beauty and the Beast that the bad guy is Gaston. Yeah, yeah, that's what they want you to think. You're acclaiming it's Bell's father. Correct. But I also subscribe to the philosophy. absentee father. 
He's he not, cares more about his inventions than he does his family. He's he not just slaves away in his little little cave. I think you're confusing how he and Belle, like they share love, they just don't share like interests. Like like she's an artisan type. She's into reading. She's into to like nature. And and by the way, let your children and your animals run wild and free. I feel like that is a philosophy. It's very Montessori. Uh-huh. But you let them you let them go. Well, we're the last generation to do that. Well, this is 1991. Children's a long time ago. Yeah. Were able to do that. These days, not so much. The actual villain is the little old lady in the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Have you seen Beauty and the Beast? Has it been some time? It's been a while. So in the very beginning. Not long enough to where I forgot the Be Our Guest song because I remembered that one. Well, that, and that's where we're going into this. Okay. So the Enchantress, this little old woman in the beginning, she seeks help from the prince mm-hmm. at the castle. And he's like, he's not very kind to her. Yeah, he's mean. So he, she turns him into a beast. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Why does she turn everyone else in the building into, cool like, stuff. household items? Yeah, like, cool stuff. Like, like, she's the real heel here. Yeah. It's not Gaston. It's not Belle's, like, in, like weird father. Her weird, like, wild, wild west father. Going to come up with steampunk. That's what I was trying to come up with. There you go. Thank you. You're working your way towards it. But it's that weird old lady in the beginning that for some reason, like, accurses an entire, like, people are just at their job. Yeah. She, yeah, she turns them into cups. Yeah, why is, oh, well, maybe it's because they're all enablers to the prince. They're like, they haven't said squat to this jerk their whole lives. They just sit here and collect a paycheck. They don't do anything for the common good. They're yes men. They just, yeah, they're a bunch of yes men piggybacking off the riches of the prince. Maybe they deserve it just as much as the prince does. Maybe that's why they got turned into cups. Because of their sheer indifference to the evil that the prince was. Quote, and when... He dismissed her again. The old woman's ugliness melted away to reveal a beautiful enchantress. Okay. The whole thing was a work. Yeah. She tricked the prince. I learned a valuable lesson. What? What is that? I'm really nice to ugly people all the time. No, that's, that's Look at us. We became fast <laughs> friends. That's, well, first of all, that's rude. That's that, a Disney lesson, right? Chip is just a baby. Chip is the son of Angela Lansbury, who's a teapot. Yeah. And she she curses the sun into a teacup. And you're going to tell me she's not the bad guy? I didn't say she wasn't. All right, today's varsity. I'm getting it out of the way early. Today's varsity is the varsity of actually the bad guy, okay? Actually the bad guy. Yeah. We're not just going to go Disney villains. We're going to go actually the bad guy. Yeah, because the bad guy, Beauty of the Beast, is not Gaston. Okay. Well, you, you know my number one answer. I'll save it for the end, but I talk about this bad guy ad nauseum. He's number one on my all-time movie villain list, and he's not exactly perceived that way all the time. So I'm excited for the last segment. What time is it? Are you saying? Are you going to go with Willy Wonka? I gotta, of course going? I'm going with Willy Wonka. <laughs> Grandpa Joe is the actual bad guy in Willy Wonka. 
Grandpa Joe is the worst person in the history of cinema. He's the biggest villain in the history Willy of cinema. Willy Wonka himself enslaves an entire race of people. Okay, hold on. That was consensual. Consensual? The Oompa Loompas love making chocolate. That's their thing. He helped them. Are you also pro-slavery? They were being paid. No! In chocolate. That's not, that's worse than Bitcoin. (laughs) Congratulations to Bitcoin for making the New York Stock Exchange today. That's worse than any sort of actual currency. Okay, well think about the Oompa Loompas. They have an awesome life. They get to make chocolate. They're well-fed in chocolate. No! They get to dance around and sing songs. That's a great life. Look at at what Grandpa Joe did. You should call Manny Gonzalez and join his campaign right now with this spin. Because what I'm telling you is they lived an awesome life, and then they were kidnapped from their island, traveled to a chocolate factory that was unpenetrable from the community that surrounded it. That, my friend, is called a prison. He seemed happy to make chocolate, though. Willy Wonka is death incarnate. He's enterprising. Okay. He's a good businessman. Yeah. He knows a good deal when he sees it. The Oompa Loompas love making chocolate. You'll never guess what Willy Wonka does for a career. He makes friggin' chocolate. All right, hear me out. These people worship cocoa beans on their little stupid island. All kinds of... Everything's a predator to a Oompa Loompa. You're projecting a lot right No, now. I am not whatsoever. This is the truth. This is the history of Loompa Land. Everything was trying to kill the Oompa Loompas. Willy Wonka did these poor little people a favor. They worship the cocoa beans. Guess who has a surplus of cocoa beans? Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka is not a slave driver. He is the savior. He is the only reason that Oompa Loompas made it off of this island. They would have been extinct. Stop calling it this island when you know for a fact it's called called Loompa Land. I already said Loompa Land. I just read the Wikipedia on the history of Oompa Loompas, and it's actually the entire plot line to the movie Avatar. That's what this is. Mr. Wonka went to Loompa Land, saw the terrible conditions in which the Oompa Loompas were living, yes. invited them to come work at his factory to get away from the terrible country they inhabited and the creatures that preyed on them, namely the Wang Doodles. Yeah. The Horn Swagglers. Very bad. And the Snozwangers. Snozwangers are probably the worst. You can't. That's like when you go to Avatar and you say, hey, listen, Blueies. Like, I'm noticing that you're living pretty primmy here. So what I'm going to do is introduce you to free commerce. And that is not, that's not healthy. That, that's ruined Avatar. Pandora, I believe, is the name of the planet. Okay, Ish. Ish. <laughs> just because a bunch of like aliens with holes in different places drank too much colloidal silver and taught their komodo dragons how to fly that's not that special all right it's not that special and yeah. i and i doubt they don't care about the internet why does avatar care about the internet they don't want internet and mcdonald's do you want they to get friggin fly on dragons they're blue I noticed that you brought zero attention to the fact that there are only dudes working at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory that are Oompa Loompas. We're the Oompa Loompa ladies. It is true. Yeah, you're thinking back to it right now. I can see see your Oompa Loompa factory mind turning. Okay. Well, this is very early in the history of Oompa Loompa evolutions. It's like, like Susan B. Anthony of the Oompa Loompas hasn't showed up yet. 
the women's suffrage movement in the Oompa Loompa world has not happened yet. They're still in a very matriarchal Oompa Loompa society where the men do all the work and the women stay home. I recently learned that you're pro-slavery two, and pro-segregation. Okay, you've been super wrong on that and you've already admitted it, so don't try to spin this back at me. Willy Wonka is the savior of the Oompa Loompas, <laughs> not a slave driver. Get that out of your head. Kidnap them, force them into labor, made, made them speak English, I assume, and then took their native ladies away from them. Okay, first off, saved their lives from apex predators. They were on their way to extinction. They worship cocoa beans. He has a surplus of cocoa beans. They love making chocolate. And he took them from a dangerous island where everything was trying to kill them and put them in this safe, magical factory. Where You're he made, a crazy person. By Tao, he made them all wear the exact same overalls. It they were crazy. already wearing the same clothes. If he could have hired the minions from Despicable Me, that's who he would have had there. Except he would have made him slaves. And I'll tell you why Grandpa Joe is the actual villain at 645. My <laughs> alma mater fired the football coach yesterday. We're going to break that down after the break. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Two rip, Dodgers out in front. Top of the, no, bottom of the third. Van, where did I go to college? Uh, Washington State. I went to Washington State. I went to Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. Go Cougs. Wazoo. <sighs> Today, Washington State University fired their head football coach, Nick Rolovich. And oh, my God. Why? Was it the performance on the field? And, well, that wasn't great. And four assistant coaches are losing their jobs because they all failed to comply. Oh, my God. Was it a moral... They will claim that, yes. All failed to comply with the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, the university's athletics department said yesterday. Quote, due to the requirements set forth in in Washington, Governor Jay Inslee's proclamation 21-14.1, Nick Rolovich is no longer able to fulfill the duties as the football coach at Washington State University. He gone. He gone. He gone. Yeah, he was the highest paid state employee. Well, that's like every state. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Dickert will take over. Good for him. What What are they doing here? What are you doing, guys? I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, listener. I'm talking to you, friend of the show. What are you doing? It's so easy. If you're Nick Rolovich... And we're going to – don't think we're not going to talk Evander Kane because we will talk Evander Kane. Oh, we're going to talk Evander Kane. Hey, Coach, you're not going to get a job anywhere else. Everyone has these requirements. Every university, almost every state. What are you doing? This is the thing you wanted, right? Hey, these college football coaches are dropping like flies. Oh, we can talk Ed Ogeron today, so, They're going so fast. We've had this talk a lot, and I'll go back to the well on it, because not all the friends of the show are tuned in all the time. So this may be a new take to you. College football culture, to me, is near the bottom. Everything that surrounds college football, as far as the men leading, often not quality. Not quality. You will find some exceptions. I think, 100%. I think we currently have some here. I think Coach Kent with the Gladiators, professional arena, he's top tier. 
Sure. Quality human being. Yep. Coach Gonzalez with the Lobos, top tier. Great dude. Cares about others. Sure. Shows that love and infection. Yep. Hey, well, I'm telling you, that is not the standard. This cat here, Nick Rolovich, you think he care about other people? Obviously not. He don't. And poor WSU. Ain't no. If I'm living on the West Coast, if I'm a Seattle parent and I got a kid, and UW is calling me and Washington State is calling me, I ain't sending my kid to Washington State. You don't even know how to vet quality people. No one else is going to bring you in. Like, this is your dream job, Nick. Where's Nick Rolovich from? I don't know. Hey, I know where he ain't. That's what I know. He coached, I think, four or five years with Hawaii. There you go. And he was, what, five and six, two years at Pullman? Cool. Hey, he, he just hey, let go of $3 hey, million. Dollars. After hey, le- go ahead. You know where his education is? Where's that? New Mexico Highlands University. Ain't that something? <laughs> I'm the proud voice. What? Though. That's a small world. What? Let me reach out to my community. What? I'll reach out. I'll find out about him. Received his master's degree at New Mexico Highlands University. Aw. That's the weirdest small world thing ever. That just... How do you teach at the college I graduated from, and you graduated from the college I broadcast for? That's very weird. I don't... Ooh. You guys are like... This guy's like Bizarro Fred. Yeah. I love having the vaccine. He hates it. (laughs) That's crazy. I just got chills. That's weird. Quote, while I have made my own decision... I respect that every individual, including our coaching staff and student athletes, can make their own decision regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, here's consequences. Cougars are 4-3 and three this season. You have the freedom to choose, but you also have to face the consequences. No one else is going to bring you in. Like, you have to get the vaccine. And if after you get it, like, because he's going to get it, right? Because he has to, I don't know, put food on his table. After he gets it, every school he goes to is going to say, well, why don't you just get it when you're supposed to? Yeah, it's so much easier. Yeah, why did you leave 3.2 on the table? Yeah, that's so much money. And now look at you. You're back here at New Mexico Highlands. With Fred Slow, you got to listen to him call games all the time. And he's only going to be mean to you. <laughs> yeah. Fred is just going to demolish yeah. you every game. Hey, me and you, Nick, only one of us has the microphone. And it's not you. <laughs> one of us has a microphone. Yeah. And that guy with the microphone is also the one with a vaccine. <sighs> you know how much 3.2 million is more than zero? It's 3.2 million. Yes. That's, that's how much it is. Because currently it's zero. It's so incredible to me. Because, like, what you want as a leader of young men is to be able to show, like, character and, like, selflessness and resiliency and and be able to, like, show, like, a ton of attributes that are not related with this. I, I'm hearing something in my head, Fred. What is that? It's got a real nice ring to it. Uh-huh. Maybe this ridiculous situation or another anti-vaxxer for whatever reason, whatever his reason is, I don't care, 
This just opens the door wide open. To what? Wait for it. Listen. Mm -hmm. Coach Leaf. Okay. Coach Ryan Leaf. I mean, I love that. How does that sound? That's the best thing. They got a nice ring to it. If I don't know, are you like, are you tugging my leg? Is this the thing you've seen, or is this a suggestion? It's a suggestion. Okay, because I'm into this suggestion. I think that. I mean, he's been clean for a decade, right? He's been, so he has been clean for a decade. He's now a leader of men. He he uh, he runs a non for profit that helps young adults who have struggled with addiction, and he's a public speaker he's and. A, I've heard him speak. I've heard him talk football. He's a great football mind. I've interviewed him multiple times. We are cell phone friends. I think this is just say, hey, hand him a check. Welcome back to Washington State, Mr. Leaf. Hey, come on in here, coach. Here's a whistle. All right. This is all conjecture. Bring your whistle and your short shorts, Coach Leaf. We're about to party. If you, all right, I love redemption stories more than anyone. Sure. Like, and a lot of people are like, I love redemption stories. I'm like, well, not on a Fred Slow level, you don't. Okay. Where it all started, and then where it all started to go bad, right? Mm. So because of Ryan Lee's time in Pullman at Washington State University, and if you remember, he graduated in 1998, which is the same year as one Peyton Manning. Oh, he good. Yeah. And you had to make a decision, right? The Colts were like, well, we'll take Peyton Manning because of Archie. And the Chargers were like, well, we'll take Ryan Leaf. Oh, we didn't know about this drug thing. Because he had a serious, like, like pain-killing problem, drug problem. Yeah. Barbiturate really problem. Like, almost prison problem. Yeah. Well, he went to jail. Went he, to jail, he almost went to prison. Yeah. He broke into and robbed the home of a kid that he coached at the, like, high school level to steal – his dad's pills, right? His dad's pills. Because he knew his dad had pills. Felony burglary and drug possession. And if Washington State says we'd rather have him than Nick Rolovich, everyone would be like, yeah, because he seems like a better person than Nick Rolovich. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can make mistakes and then make up for mistakes. That you can do. All right, I've now thought about it a little bit more since you brought it up, and I now love the idea. At first, I was, idea. In, I was intrigued at first. And he, you know, how many f great friends does Ryan Leaf have in the NFL world, in the football world? Not just that. You he know, was, he's going to have, like, his pick of the best coordinators. Yes. Like, anyone's going to want to go work for that guy and be part of that story. You What what Washington State needs, what any college needs, right, is attention and talent. You need those two things. Who's going to bring more of that right out the gate? Because even when, even when they had Leach out there who could run like super prolific offense and have quarterbacks that throw him for a million yards, Gardner Minshew, like Ryan Leaf would be like, yeah, let me just call my boys over at Sirius or my boys over at Sky Sports or my boys over at ESPN. I'll get everyone to talk about what's going on here in the Palouse. The Palouse is a Native American term for the good land. Ah. Actually, I think it means fertile land. With Amelia Walkay. Yeah. You put Ryan Leaf there, and you make him say, like, hey, forget Nick. Nick who? Yeah, for sure. You don't even address it. You just go. You, you just start your job like you've always been there. And then you're getting the quarterback that doesn't go to Boise State. Then you're getting the quarterback that doesn't want to go to UW. Then you're getting the quarterback that doesn't go to Oregon. Ryan Leaf just walks through the door, grabs a microphone, and says, hey, I go here now. 
That's sweet. Boys are back in town. If Ryan Leaf goes out to a microphone at a press conference and is like, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think I'm just going to put a whooping on Boise State this weekend. Mm. They'll be like, yes, Ryan Leaf. Mm. Hey, right across, 10 miles there from Washington State University, University of Idaho, the Vandals. Yeah. And they're like, um, you know it would be great? Just whoop that Vandal butt. And people yeah, are like, maybe. yes. He's like, hey, Coach Leaf is here. I'm going to steal your hearts like I stole them Vicodins. That, well, I mean, that's that's a little. Is that? No? I mean, I, th- I would hope he would have better sense. It's been long enough. He could joke about it, right? That would show he's over it. So you're saying he's going to show up and say, I'm going to beat those Huskies like I beat that Vicodin addiction. Yeah. You think he's going to do that? Exactly. Yeah. That's an interesting. And I'll believe him. It's like, yeah, you've been clean for a decade. You could talk about it like that now. Almost a decade, 2012. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into I'm into Nick Rolovich getting fired. And I'm in congratulations to the soon to be new head coach of the Washington State Cougars, Ryan Leaf. You heard it here first, Sports World. Saving Central, ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Swing. There's a long drive to right field. Deep toward the grandstand. Tucker looking up. It is gone into the grandstand. Grand slam. Kyle Schwarber. Why you got to do that to me, Vital? You know I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive about my boys. My Astros are getting demolished the last two games. It's been embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing, the L.A. Dodgers can't hold a lead. Jocktober continues. Jock Peterson with an RBI single. And then right after Jocktober, Adam Duvall with another RBI single. Bottom, excuse me, top of the fourth. One out, two men still on. 2-2 ball game. Welcome back to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. As you can hear from the clip on the way back in, we're talking baseball, we're talking Astros, Red Sox, and we're going to talk to Howard about it. What's up, Howard? Well, actually, gentlemen, I kind of want to revert back to Ryan Leaf a little bit. Okay, oh, here we mind. go. Sure, hit us. You know, wouldn't it be... Wouldn't it just be a sweet ending for him to become maybe the most the winningest coach in school history after taking that job? That you know, I would love that. It would be awesome. He doesn't got to win a lot of games to do it either. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. There you go. That's taking one below the belt. Ouch. But anyway, um, you know, and speaking uh, from being 22 years removed from an addiction to an illicit drug myself, you know, I went through an eight-year stretch in life that was not good. It cost me a marriage and a business. And then I met another young lady, and she kind of muddled through with me for four years and finally gave me an ultimatum. It's, you know, and the power of that drug is just incredible because, you know, it's like you know, she she finally helped me get on my feet 22 years later. I've got a business again, 10 employees, and, uh, you know, life is good. I get to listen to you guys every day. Aww. Well, and so, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, congratulations on your sobriety yeah. and your success, yeah. Howard. The yep. the thing that's so interesting about Ryan Leaf is I interviewed Ryan maybe 2017, I think is the last time I did a interviewed Ryan on the air. And I was trying to talk to him about Pullman. I was trying to talk him about Washington because we're both Washington State guys, right? And and he yeah. and he was like, hey, my pa-, he's like, I love the college. He's like, 
but I don't deserve them yet. He's like, because I haven't made amends. He's like, because I got a lot of stuff I got to do in my life before I'm going to allow Washington State to bring me back in because I need to be better for them. And he's done that through his foundation. He's done that through a lot of reach in the community. And I love that. I, I remember that stood out to me as like he didn't feel like he deserved it. And and if he is in a point, and actually, after you brought it up, man, I Googled it just to see if there was any talk. USA Today did an article on it. Oh, my God, really? So, yeah, so there has to be something to it. So, I, yeah, so I'm with you, Howard. The I'm a big fan of redemption stories. I'm a big fan of happy endings. And especially the, for those who have, who have maybe tripped up a little bit but but found their stride. And, you know, that that's just it. You know, and along with, the you know, recovering from an addiction goes the um, – the self-loathing part of it and the feeling less than and not worthy of. And, you know, Ryan, Ryan Leaf needs to get that beyond him because I finally woke up one morning and said, you know what? I damn well do deserve this kind of life. I do deserve these beautiful grandkids. I do deserve good Aww. things in life because I, I, I worked hard for it. You know I mean? And how can it get any better? Friday, Saturday morning, I sit in my, uh, my chair at my desk and I click on the television at nine thirty, and I have it on ProView network. And there's a, voice there that sounds eerily like Fred Slow oh my God. calling the New Mexico Highlands volleyball game. <laughs> Jim I'm sorry you had to go like, through that, Howard. Multi-talented man. What a what a treat that was. And then I get to listen to Van. You better watch out. Ryan kept that uh, Ryan, the co-host on Saturday, kept that chair pretty warm, didn't he, Van? Uh, it's by design, though, right? Yeah, yeah, right. there you, yeah, there you go, there a, you go. A, but you know, um, Ryan Leaf so does deserve everything that's good in life, and uh, you know, it's 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 just a, a good story. And I hope you guys are right. I would love nothing more than to see that happen. Thanks for that story today, guys. I enjoyed your your talking about Ryan Leaf. Have thank, a good day. Thank you, Howard. I hope I, Thanks, I hope Howard. all of Howard's days are just full of love. That's what I hope for that. From the texter, Grandpa Joe wasn't a villain. He's just lazy and a deadbeat. Okay. Well, I will go into that. <laughs> Doesn't make you a bad guy. I nine varsity at six forty five. Braves, they're single machines. Dansby Swanson with another single. Braves are up three two. Still one out. Bases loaded. Third straight Tied game. The fourth. Third straight game. They've come back from a uh, rally. Yes. Yep. Because the Dodgers can't hang. Also. Charlie Morton's up to bat with one out, and I'm a suicide squeeze guy. Yeah. All day, yeah. every day. Just hedge your bets here. I didn't see who was on third right here, but I don't care. Put them halfway down the line and send it. Everyone, everyone on the Braves except for their catcher can run. Is Ron Washington afraid? He's not. I can prove it. I have highlights. And what do you, If you're Charlie Morton here like, and they're like, swing away, young blood. You're like, well, I mean, Bueller. Ron Washington waves at more people than Miss America. Speaking of, Bueller watched one down the pipe. Not Bueller. Uh, Charlie Morton watched one down the pipe from Bueller. So he's going down on a K. That's what, I mean, the coach told him, right? It's like, don't you dare hit a double play. Like, yeah. don't take us out of this one. Make him walk you. Now, two outs. Now Ron Washington is ready to wave some people. It's so incredible to me how much better a TBS broadcast is than a Fox broadcast just from the score bug alone. Just the score bug alone. That's professional. That's how you do it right there. You see that? That's how it's done. If the bases are loaded and there's two down and the infield shift is on where everyone is heavy to the first base side, 
how do you not just try to lay down a bunt down the third baseline? Because the catcher can't cover. He's got to stay at home. Sweet. That's why baseball is such a brilliant sport. It's like it's chess on a playing field. Speaking of chess. Yeah. They don't need to play any chess in the American League Championship Series the last two games because the Red Sox are dominating. Yeah. The Houston Astros, embarrassing. Mm-hmm. 9-3, then 12-3. Well, I guess it'd be 9-5, to five, but they scored two runs in the ninth inning. They're dropping more bombs than the Schwanz man drops bomb pops. Uh, like, the Red Sox have more grand slams than the 24-hour Denny's in Boston. That's very good. Yes. <laughs> and luckily, Houston got a game. Yeah, the first one. They had to come from behind to do it. And Boston's like, well, we've done messed around enough. Because this one, the one tonight in Boston. I like Astros on this one. Not oh, just because I'm an Astros homer. Well, I mean, it is. No, it's not just because I'm an Astros homer. Yeah, what about tonight makes tonight look like tonight? Okay, well, z- battle-tested Zach Granke is going up against batting practice pitcher Nick Pavetta. So that's why I think. Okay. But you you apparently didn't see the article. I the- still think it's going to be like 8-7, to seven, though. The Astros have the most prolific offense in baseball, and then their pitching staff is making everyone look like the Astros' offense. The Astros' starting pitching is equivalent to the Chiefs' defense right now. A pri- very bad. A private – that's very good. A private plane carrying over 20 Houston Astros fans – Bound for Boston, crashed outside Houston today. So that's not the omen you guys need. Everyone escaped serious injury. The only reason I'm bringing it up, but Ooh. that's not what you guys need. That's gonna get dark there. For no, me. no, I wouldn't do that. Goodness, good for Kyle Schwarber, right? Because he's got a World Series like championship with the Cubs. But what did we really do? He played well with the Nats earlier this season too. He kind of carried them for a while. There's some truth to that sentence. Walker Bueller, victim of a couple bad bounces, didn't do himself any favors just now with a walk of leadoff hitter Eddie Rosario. Walks in a runner, 4-2 Braves, top of the fourth. Bases still loaded, two out. This Dodgers team is done. Whew. They're super done. I thought the Dodgers would be super excited that they get to play the Braves. Like, oh, my God, the Braves? Yeah. No Soroka? No Ozuna? Why are you just naming beers that I don't want to drink? <laughs> Those do sound like beers. Yeah. yeah you kind of nailed that one. No Acuna Jr.? That does not sound like a beer. No. That sounds like a salsa company. An ice-cold Acuna, though, sounds like yeah. a beer. Nick Pavetta. Hey, have you had that new Tomatilla salsa, the Acuna Jr.? It's pretty good. Nick Pavetta tonight, Zach Greinke tonight. And look, Zach Greinke doesn't care whatsoever that it's the playoffs. Zach Greinke doesn't care whatsoever that if he loses, his team's going to be down 3-1. Zach Greinke does not care whatsoever that he is in the territorial, hostile environment that is Fenway Park. Because Zach Greinke is on the spectrum and he gives zero Fs about anything whatsoever. He's the coolest, funnest, quirkiest athlete in all of sports. He has that SEPA stuff, doesn't he? That um, 
congenital uh, intensity to like pain with that anhydrosis. Like he can't feel hot and cold, right? Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Like there's something where like he can't like feel the temperature, right? Like it's weird. He cannot take the temperature of the gravity of the situation yeah. either. Ooh. So weird. Some like well, some he's people, not feeling the pressure here. No, he doesn't feel the pressure whatsoever. People used to like on his scouting reports was like Zach Granke does not scare. <laughs> Zach Granke does not succumb to pressure. And then like a decade later, it's like, oh my god, it's because Zach Granke yeah. had a mental illness this whole time. He he this explains I, a lot. Here's the thing: before we go to break, Zach Granke actually invented Hunter Pence signs. It's ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. What's the hottest single right now, man? Uh, probably Jock Peterson's in the last inning. That's what I think of this too. Four <laughs> two, Atlanta's surpassed what presumably is your Dodgers, and they've all but given up. They've given up on each other. They've given up on the coaching staff. They've given up on the front office. Specifically, they've given up on the fans. They don't care about the fans. Um, baseball means nothing to them, and they well, don't the fans, love the game. Honestly, the fans don't care about them either. It's the fourth inning of a playoff game, and the stadium still isn't full. It's very sad, Los Angeles. It's insanely sad. Very sad. You should move Los Angeles to Tampa. <sighs> Tampa Bay Dodgers, then the Los Angeles Rays. You think they'll show up for the Rays? No, it doesn't matter how good your team is in LA because they have the best team. Oh, they got a good team, yeah. Of the playoff teams, without a doubt, LA, at least from the National League, was the worst one. No, they're better than the Brewers. Currently. Current performance. No, overall. They won 106 games. Okay. Don't matter now. 105. And, yeah, they can't beat the Braves. You know who could beat the Braves? Everyone all season. All of the teams could beat the Braves. Only two-thirds of the season. Then they started playing well. They didn't go over 500 until all the way into August. Look at them now. Mookie Betts ain't going to give up, though. Mookie Betts is... Almost batting a thousand. Right now, the Braves are batting one thousand in the win column. And the thing that's like, all right, Mookie Betts is only batting four sixty. It seems only? like he's on base every time. It looks like his on base percentage is probably nine hundred, though. The thing that drives me just like absolutely insane, like the like to the point of actual insanity, is how when you go up, like as the Dodgers who've won 105 games, you go up in every game, every game, you don't know what to do with it. Like you don't know how to go out there and go, hey Walker, um, calm down, slow down, stop, stop walking, guys. Hey infield. If you put leather on it, you field it. Well, there was an error on a can of corn that inning, and then there was a misplayed fly ball that dropped. So it's not all on Walker Bueller. Well, but he did walk in a run. 
Yeah, your crease is loaded. When you can't give away outs, right, in the playoffs, that's a that's cliche, but you can't. Because the teams that are here, they're too good. Except for the Dodgers team, obviously, they're not. And what I bet you, I can already tell you, 4-2 right now in the bottom of the fourth, we're going to end up with the fourth most exciting game in a row ever of all time it's with the Dodgers. exciting. Yep. Yeah, walk off, something, something. And we'll be here on the radio, and we'll be like, I cannot believe it's the bottom of the ninth again, and the Dodgers have a chance here to go ahead against a one-run lead by the Braves. That's what's going to happen. Who's relieving for the Braves right now? Who's their closer right now? Will Smith. You know he ready because he ain't been doing it. Mm-hmm. Also, why is their catcher for the Dodgers a closer? Super weird. A little Will Smith on Will Smith action. Isn't that the plot of Hancock? No, that's, that's actually the other one, though. That's not wrong. <laughs> What's the movie where Will Smith battles Will Smith? That's <laughs> oh, killing me. I got that. Name I believe wrong. the movie is called Rap Battle, where Will Smith has to look himself in the mirror and do a rap off. Good first hour. Uh, program note: Just got a text from he joining us tomorrow at five p.m. Michael Eddie Nunez. I am legend. I no, that's not it. That's not it either. Eddie Nunez will join us tomorrow. A uh, big announcement over at UNM. They're gonna well. They're they're improving the facilities. I mean, this is a recruiting tool of all recruiting tools. They're bringing in brand new weight weight room and and some stuff for the players. So Eddie Nunez is gonna come on and talk about what's going on there. Grab a break when we get back. Five o'clock hour. ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. Gemini Man, the sports animal. All right, from the texter. Text the program, 505-246-0610. You text us, we'll text you. I'd say Charlie's mom is partially to blame as well for not seeing through hey, her dad's, hold on. quote, hold on. disability that's, racket. That's enough. What? Save this for the last segment. I'm just saying. Save this for the varsity. <laughs> I, go, I go into this in very great detail. I'm just telling you that the friend of the show... Believes, quote, they imagine Grandpa Joe gaslighted her into believing he was legitimately disabled. Yeah, I go into that. We're going to touch on that. Wait for it. I like how you're pro-slavery, pro-segregation, and pro-gaslighting your children. Willy Wonka liberated the Oompa Loompas. The Oompa Loompas were going extinct. In Loompa Land, they had so many apex predators out to kill them. And they can't live off of cocoa beans alone. They need a protein source, and they're too weak to take care of themselves and gather their own protein. And Willy Wonka saved them from certain destruction and gave them a job that they love. Why? Making chocolate is their favorite thing on earth is to do is make chocolate. Why did he leave all of the lady Loompas in Loompa Lamb, and then why did he culturally appropriate Look, all of the regular Oompa Loompas into, into painter's attire. That's their jam. I'm not going to... Their jam. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Oompa Loompa fashion. I know nothing about. But the history of Loompa Land, Leaves, I do know about. Leaves for their twigs and berries. Look, the reason you don't see Lady Loompas 
in either of the movies is because they have a very conservative culture. They've they've yet to have their women's suffrage period. They haven't had their Susan B. Anthony revolution. There is no Oompa Loompa Sojourner Truth yet. It's an entire... The men work. The lady Loompas cook and clean. Mm-hmm. It's an enslaved population by a tyrant is what it is. Okay. Well, I'll agree to disagree here. <laughs> I think Willy Wonka's a hero for what he did for the Loompa people. You and I went to WWE last Saturday night. Sure did. At the Rio Rancho Event Center. Thank you to the Rio Rancho Event Center. Literally for everything. They're tremendous. We went and saw what I would say as an avid WWE fan, pro wrestling fan, the best in-person, non-televised wrestling event I had ever seen. All the big names were there. The biggest. I was impressed. One of those big names was one Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Believe it or not, she was there. I like that. Thank you. She came all the way from Australia to Albuquerque to perform for her fans. She just wanted to see toilets flush the other way. That's not why she came. That's what hemisphere is Loompa land in? A, I can't tell you. <laughs> Coordinates are secret. So Rhea Ripley comes to Albuquerque. She performs. She stays at a hotel somewhere at I-25, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I I approximated it. And then she gets on... The Instagram the next day, the Twitter the next day, and she says, she says, if anyone sees a black suitcase with my WWE championship belt and all my wrestling gear, it'd be cool if you let me know because, yeah, yeah. So she lost her championship. Yes. And the championship belt? Well... Or just the belt? So, she's still the champion by title. Still the champion by title. But the actual title is missing. Because she doesn't have a belt to prove it. Because she either misplaced or taken from her. Or wildly more likely, her possessions got Albuquerqued. Somebody said, that's a thing I want. I'm going to make that thing my thing. <laughs> she came to town. I think a lot of a lot of us call it stealing. I believe her bag was stolen. It's like not, not misplaced. Somebody walked up to her and said, "Hey, nice title. Uh, I think I'll get that." Just it's very Albuquerque. Super stolen. They put on the best show they've ever put. Yes, in the history of WWE and Albuquerque. I'm telling you, as a guy who regularly takes that prescription of medicine, this was cherry flavored. You you drug me to another one a couple years ago. The Royal Rumble. No, not that one. One here in Albuquerque. I Tingly. A road show, right? They call it a road show. Yeah, close enough. House show. House show. They call it a house show. You're thinking of. PBS. I was thinking of Roadhouse. The Antiques Roadshow. I was thinking of Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. The last one you took me to, I was like, I don't know any of these people. You go Patrick Swayze. You these are S- all. Sam Elliott? You go Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze is the star of Roadhouse. Oh, Sam Elliott is the star of Roadhouse. In my dreams, maybe. But by title, Patrick Swayze is definitely the star of Roadhouse. All right, let's go back to this, but go ahead. All right, we'll see who, who has more roundhouse kicks. It's Patrick Swayze. All right. 
Should be Roundhouse. Roadhouse, not Roundhouse. Should be Roundhouse. I'm changing the name. Quan's Auto Care Hotline in front of the show. Tommy, who is a prime suspect in taking Rhea Ripley's championship title. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you in the hours of yeah, Tommy, whenever that happened? We're going to need your alibi. I, you know why I was at? I was at the WWE in the fourth row watching a really, really good card, a surprising card with people that showed up that I didn't think was going to be there. I just thought that was such a shame. It's like, did anybody tell it about Albuquerque? You've got to watch your stuff here. You just can't leave it somewhere. It felt so bad. And I, I don't think it's ever going to be returned. You know how that works here in Albuquerque. You guys are just mentioning uh, Willie Wonka, correct? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Love the original when they made Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I was excited because I thought it was about Charlie owning the Chocolate Factory. That's Eventually. what I thought it should be about. And it was just like a remake. So, no, I love the original better than, than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, good marketing. What, what, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say some a, a few things really quick. I know I was hearing J.J. talking about Mike McCarthy this morning, and this and – I want to touch on that just a little bit. The reason why people don't trust him, and Vital knows that he watched uh, uh, that coach coaches team for 13 years. He makes bonehead decisions at, at weird times. He doesn't do clock management very well, and he's conservative. He's the thing I worry about when the Cowboys get into the playoffs. He should just let more run the show. To me, more is running the show on the offense. They couldn't run the defense and him just sit back there and watch because I worry about his decision-making. That's why people – I think J.J. said, why do people don't like Marlarkley, Mar- uh, Mike McCarthy? They're 5-1. and one. It's because he, he can make some weird decisions that can cost you the game or cost you time management. So, yeah, I, I worry about that when they get to the playoffs. Um, you mentioned the COVID thing. I think I mentioned to you when I, I, I sent you a message, Fred, about my, you know, my, my character yes, manager sir. thing and that my, my son's girl got COVID. She had the COVID pneumonia. Seems like she's pulling out of it. They said they're going to take off oxygen tomorrow, so that's a good thing. Congratulations. That's awesome. Do that's it on awesome. her own. Now, the, my 10-year-old granddaughter got COVID, but she just went right through it. It's like she had sore legs one day. She was done. And the amazing thing, my 6-year-old granddaughter didn't get it at all. Not at all. Right around them, didn't get it. Maybe the immune system was strong. She didn't get it at all. She's just still running around going crazy. So, but, that's, but that's a good thing. And these coaches don't, don't want to get their shots, turning down $3 bucks, whatever, a million dollars. Dude. Get vaccinated because it's the craziest thing. Go on YouTube. Look at the videos. All of these people said, I didn't believe in the vaccination. I didn't believe. And then they got sick as crap. And then they're saying in the videos, get vaccinated. You don't want to go through this. Get vaccinated. Yeah. And how, if, Fred, if you was like, yours, did you get the COVID pneumonia? Was yours that serious? Or? Uh, that is correct, yeah. How many days were you in the hospital? Uh, a week. About a week. She's been in there about three days. So I think what they told her, go, you know what? You must have toughed this out because we're catching it. It seems like at the end of the pneumonia or something just happened within your body and it fought it off. But still, her oxygen got down like the 70, 60, which is really low. Same. So she had to Dangerous. go in. Yeah, so, that, so I'm that's... glad you got over it. I'm glad she's gotten over it. And the last thing I'll say, baseball comment. I said Atlanta was going to lose four games to one. They're surprising the hell out of me. They're gutsy guys. And, man, your yeah. Astros, I picked them 4-2. What's going on? These guys, I think Boston's hit like 17 home runs in the last six or seven games. What the hell is Boston doing? Is it a fix? I need to know if the fix is in. And the last thing I'll say is your theme song when it goes, dun, 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 dun. This is what it stands for. It says, Fred and Dan are the bomb. Oh, yes, uh, see, that's what's yes, up right there. That's it. Hang it up, Vital. That's how Tommy goes out. Cut his music.
All right, Tommy, 505-246-0610. Hit me up on the Sports Animal text line. Let me know how much you want for Rhea Ripley's belt. Yes. I'm, I'm willing to negotiate. <laughs> you make the first offer. Hey, bet, though. Bet the new sports bar in town that opens. Hey, uh, all in autographs. You yeah. know what we're about to see down there? <laughs> WWE Women's Championship belt. G- a game worn. You got to use an alias if you take that to the pawn shop, Tommy. Albuquerque, that's why we can't have nice things. You do things like this. Let's go to break. I'm going to talk about Lane Johnson when we get back. It's Q Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. From the texter. I know I don't have Rhea Ripley's belt. But I want her to body slam me. Okay. Right, come on, guys. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, let's clean it up a little bit here. Enough. Figure it's a it out. Family show. Figure here. it out. What's the score of the game, Vitale? Five two Braves attack on another run top of the fifth over LA. You want to talk mental health, Bam? I usually do. Me or you on this? Uh, I'll take this one. All right, go. Do you know who Lane Johnson is? Uh, yeah. He's an offensive lineman. Me either. Wait, you said yes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Veteran right tackle has been out for three weeks. Correct. He didn't roll his ankle, didn't dislocate his elbow. He's been out for mental health reasons. Okay. Lane Johnson has been struggling with anxiety and depression. Uh, new development or a long time? Uh, this is a long time. Okay. But this is new as far as the media is concerned, because historically, they would call it an injury when he would be out for an extended amount of time. Oh, his, they okay, his football team would. His football team would, yes. In injury reports, he would have... The a, Philadelphia a, Eagles. A, yeah, yeah, he'd have a hamstring. He'd be out for a week when he'd really need time to himself. Yeah. Self-care, or whatever his mental health required. So he's been out for three straight weeks with anxiety and depression and i think this is huge for a few reasons number one that it's becoming more and more mainstream it's becoming more and more okay for these big manly men to talk about their mental health and number two it's becoming more mainstream to talk about it in the media yeah i agree i think obviously the simone biles thing is the first thing that comes to mind right sure it's so very interesting how different everyone's minds work. And I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, core beliefs. Right. Um, the only pain I was allowed to recognize as real was physical pain. Sure. I don't understand, like, physical touch that's not intimate. You know, I don't understand, like, a lot of... I'm, I'm sitting here, like, as I'm saying these things, I'm 36 years old. Right. Like, I, I grew up in a world to where... Um, you can just think it's not real, so it's not real. And I didn't believe mental health was a real thing until I I suffered from it. And my bout with it, which you're very familiar with, because you and I, this isn't like a radio shtick. Like, you may have been accustomed to radio shows, maybe here in this market or else in the world, where it's like two guys that sit across from each other. You and I are legitimately best friends. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, correct. And you uh, helped me mentally and emotionally through, like, a part of my life that has allowed us to be right here right now. Sure. And and you and I were business partners. And speaking of mental health, like we just had this conversation today. 
I can go about 12 hours in a day. I can work really hard for 12 hours in a day, and then I got to shut down. And I love that 12-hour run. Yeah. I, I love projects. I love focus. I love, I love doing a good job, radio-related, community-related, whatever I'm doing. But after 12 hours, I become like a mush. And you, you're a little different, right? I'm, I'm less. Yeah. I can work harder in smaller spurts. Like every four or five hours. Yeah, give me, I'll, give, I'll give you three hard hours, like unfiltered, yeah. uninterrupted, three hard hours. And I'm going to need a mental break. You being able to do 12 hours, that's phenomenal. For, but it's my thing, right? So and it's like, and everyone has their own. Everyone has their own approach. I don't necessarily need like a day of recovery in my life, but I do every day need like a period of like self-soothing. Yeah, we I, got, we got back from Hawaii on our friendly couples date vacation. Yeah, you went to work at eight the next morning. Correct. And it's like, dude, I at least got to stretch and get breakfast. Like, <laughs> and I and I don't function that way. And I was like, I'll see you two hours later. Yeah. And it's well, and that's the thing, because like that's that's how our minds work, right? Sure. And whenever a guy like Lane Johnson, who is the definition of everything physically speaking that is invincible. Right. He is a offensive lineman. He is a giant. He is a man amongst boys. I mean, the historically this would have been like he's soft. Get him off our team. He's soft. He can't handle the pressure. 66303 bigger than bigger than life. You see him yeah. in public, you don't think he's real. Right? Just crazy. Oh, that's his draft number. You know he's bigger than that now. Oh, 100%. Those are his combine numbers. 6 673360 now. He's a big boy. Big boy. And it's just so intense to me that we're in, intense in a positive way to where we're at a point in our society now where any individual can like confidently say, Hey, I need for myself. Cause if, if you don't, you, you did, you disaster yourself. This is the, the old cliche was, uh, you go postal. Sure. Yeah. You work at a post office. They work you so much, you go crazy. Right. But now there's this idea right now. That's bad verbiage acceptance of, of people having like struggle that's not necessarily physical. And I am just absolutely the biggest fan. I'm the biggest fan of that to number one, the Philadelphia Eagles, number two to Lane Johnson for me able to say that number three for only the positive response it receives. Cause there's no one, like you said, running them through the coals. Right. And, and the zeitgeist of mental health and professional sports is slowly changing. Yes. It's not as demonized as it once was. Like I said, like, Historically, but like Lane Johnson is weak. He can't handle the pressure. Get him out of here. Yeah. Put somebody else in here. But now there's a more educated, common understanding of mental health where people are patient, where people are accepting. Well, Peter, I mean, they're so enlightened to what's really going on in the psyche of how under pressure professional athletes are. There's like, more acceptance. Well, and acceptance is a key word, but what I think it is, it's not understanding from your offensive line coach. It's not his job to understand it. No. But what the Philadelphia Eagles have done, what everyone does, is they bring in a coach or an advisor or a medical expert that is now your mental health whatever. Right. There is a, there is no longer a stigma of going into the psychiat the team trainer and saying I'm sad. There's no longer a stigma with that. Right. Because there's someone there in the building employed by the building to help you. 
Because the same way you got to tend to a broken ankle or a hangnail is the same way you got to tend to your mental health. So I'm I'm just the biggest fan of this. The uh the the announcement itself the the quote was nice. I mean I can give it, I'll give it to you. Quote. I would like to thank everyone for their understanding and support over the last two weeks. I appreciate the positive notes and messages as I've worked hard to restore my personal life. Depression and anxiety are things I've dealt with for a long time and have kept hidden from my friends and family. If you're reading this and struggling, please know that you are not alone. I'm excited to rejoin my teammates and coaches. I'm grateful for the entire Eagles community and look forward to continuing to play in front of the best fans in the world. Takeaway here, quote, I am excited. Because if you haven't struggled with mental health, friend of the show, this one's kind of hard to relate to. And if you have struggled with mental health, friend of the show, you totally get this. It's hard to get excited. It's hard to be confident. It's hard to trust yourself. And and as you know, I, I was in the mental health world for over a decade. That's what I did for a career. Correct. Before we took the leap and started doing this. So I'm very aware of the nuances of the mental health world. And just... Just the the 10 plus years that I was in that world, I saw perceptions change of the common person. And even though like actor, athlete, prominent person in the media, it was still stigmatized behind the average person. But I've seen mental health change in just the past 10 years to be more open and accepting of of these mental illnesses in people because now if you hear like oh my gosh my friend he works for i don't know he's a lawyer he's been working so hard on this one case right he's stressed out he's at the end and he needed mental health you're like oh that's great like i'm glad you know he got some mental health services before it got too bad but when it happens to a professional athlete i think finally the perception of that is changing to where like, oh, yeah, this is a human being. This is a human being that's under pressure, that's under insane amounts of stress on their physical body and their mental health. So now the common conception would be like, oh, this is just another person. This is a human being going through the same stuff we are. Approximately 46.6 million people are living with mental illness in the U.S. That's one in five adults. That I think that's me- higher. Yeah, I, you're probably correct. With the pandemic and people being cooped in, I think there's even more. And, and mental illness has historically been underreported. Oh, my gosh, yes. As well, especially in males. And especially in males. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning and you have to manage a mental illness every day, perhaps it's undiagnosed, perhaps you, there's not a prescription or medication, the... And also, like, physical health and mental health, like, they coincide so strongly. A hundred percent. You know, like, moving your body, like, yeah. literally increases your endorphins. And I know, like, hey, I'm not a doctor. Don't, like, don't subscribe to me. But, like, we're in the middle of Sober October, right, with the with the partnership with Evolve Strong and obviously everything we do at the YMCA. There is something to be said about after you leave, like, a very good workout to where you're like, okay, I feel good about this. And, like, and, and maybe the friend of the show right now is like, oh, you know, I feel best when I'm Chilling on the couch. You know what? The, I mean, yes. Yeah. That, there's value in that, too. You should 100% do both, though. Do, yeah, balance it. Yeah, diet and exercise are so important for your mental health. D- like, there's natural drugs in your brain. Dopamine. Use norepinephrine. them. Yeah. That's the one I couldn't come up with. Fire those synapses. Michael Phelps. Simone Biles. Yeah. Kevin Love. 
uh, Naomi Osaka. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's there's a ton of examples from people who are doing at the absolute top level that that maybe you can find a story that relates to you. Maybe Lane Johnson is it. So mental health to me, uh, just insanely important, insanely vital. Regularly have that conversation. Have it with people you care about. Have it with people that care about you. Talk to your significant other and your family and your friends. And and there's there used to be a stigma about it. There's not a stigma about it now. Monday Night Football when we get back. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Clark's Pet Emporium supports several organizations that help find adoptive homes for needy cats and dogs. You can help by supporting adoption and offering these pets a home. New Mexico's own Clark's Pet Emporium on Lomas West of San Mateo, Manaw and Juan Tabot, and at ClarksPets.com. This report is sponsored by Clark's Pet Emporium. Well, traffic this afternoon, westbound to Sale. We've got slowdowns starting at Jefferson, and those are lasting all the way through to Coors. I-25 southbound slowdowns beginning at Osuna. That'll last until Montgomery and on westbound I-40 from the interchange to about Unser, seeing quite a bit of slowdowns there. Also, don't forget, uh, south of the city, all lanes closed on I-25 northbound. That's at mile marker 203 in Los Lunas. Seek an alternate route. Um, expect heavy delays. I know they're diverting uh, traffic back in Berlin off of the interstate, but if you're already past that, you might be stuck. So just be patient, and uh, hopefully that gets cleared up soon. If you see an accident, call the Traffic Tracker Hotline at 767-9167. Brought to you by American Home Furniture and Mattress. Visit any of their stores today or shop online at AmericanHome.com. I'm Michael Carlisle from the 96.3 News Radio KKOB Traffic Center. Getting by is getting expensive. The sports animal wants to help. It's the 25K Payday. Listen hourly weekdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the national keyword. Text it to 95819 for your chance at 100 bucks and possibly our $25,000 grand prize. Get all the details at sportsanimalabq.com. How's that for a stimulus? The 25K Payday on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. If you're trying to buy a home, you know how much competition there is. Multiple offers and most of them above the asking price. So how do you get an advantage? Scott Stigler here for Indigo Mortgage. One way to set your offer apart is with a pre-approval, not just a pre-qualification. A pre-approval gives the seller confidence the loan is solid and takes away any guesswork about what offer to accept. A pre-approval is an actual approval. A pre-qualification is really just an analysis of the loan by the lender, not seen by an underwriter. So, the pre-approval letter gives you an edge, maybe the difference in getting the home you want. Because Indigo Mortgage is a mortgage broker, they can help you get a pre-approval. Not all mortgage companies do this for customers, and Indigo Mortgage does it for free. See, they really do live up to the promise that nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. Call Ben Lucero and his team at Indigo Mortgage, 836-5700, or go to indigomortgage.net. NMLS 188-348. No one wants legal problems. The law office of Rudy Chavez knows and understands this, but legal problems happen when you least expect them, and they only get worse if you ignore them. For more than 40 years, Rudy has represented New Mexicans with all kinds of legal problems. Hurt in a car accident? You get personal representation from Rudy. 
not some associate who you don't know. Your legal problems will not go away unless you have experienced legal representation. Go to RudyChavezLaw.com or call 242-5500 today and make your legal problems go away. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Introducing the latest innovation in water technology. The new Nebbia by Moen Quattro Showerhead offers four unique experiences to choose from. Designed to soothe, clarify, relieve, and cleanse. An indulgent shower experience engineered to use up to 50% less water. Water designs our life. Who designs for water? Visit Moen.com to learn more. So as you guys know, Mark's gone. The float artist at Fred's Floral just took off, days before the parade. They need a replacement before business passes them by. Oh, and who am I going to get to finish the float? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth as ever. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The, the Sports, Sports Animal. Tannehill looking over the Bills' front. Turns, gives it to Henry. Henry with a hole to the 10. Henry a stiff arm at the 5. Into the end zone for the touchdown. Titans take the lead. Third rushing touchdown tonight for Derrick Henry. And it's 33-31 Tennessee. 305 to play in the fourth. I know it's not good radio to talk about your fantasy team. I know that's not good radio. The big win this week, thanks to one Derrick Henry for the fighting Derrick Henry to Foyas, as I was able to be triumphant this week over the whoever I beat up in our fantasy league. Boy, do I regret taking Christian McCaffrey instead of Derrick Henry. That was dumb of you. Yeah. Because the fighting Derrick Henry Tafoyas are on a comeback and look to climb out of the middle of the pack sure. after this week. Yeah, I mean, even without Christian McCaffrey, I'm in first place of the league you're referencing, so I think I'm okay. Well, even with Derrick Henry on the, again, name of my team, fighting Derrick Henry Tafoyas. Shout out to legend Henry Tafoya. Yes. I matter near unstoppable at this point, and I'm very proud of everything I've done as a manager, as an owner, as an individual. I'm at or near the best. From the texter, 
Fred and Van should start a tag team in the WWE. You guys would be champions. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to start a, band, a tag team with Van because I'm not going to be a tag team with anyone who supports indentured servants. So, no. First off, Willy Wonka was a liberator. He saved the Oompa Loompas. Loompa land was a dangerous place for the Loompa people. You still call it Columbus Day? It's Indigenous Loompas Day. Okay, just asking for a friend. The Buffalo Bills have got to a different level in the NFL. Balls? The balls level? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The brass buttons on their coach? Because they chase in three in a game in the low 30s. And instead of just what I would advise, just kicking it. Kick uh, it. Kick it. It's Trust like a chip off. boy from 24. Yeah. So what, you add, what's the rule? You add 15 or whatever? Five yards back for the kick, 10 for the end zone? 17. Yeah. Yeah. So we talking maybe 40-yard attempt? Maybe? Not even. What's 24 plus 17? 41. They weren't on the 24. I thought they were. No, they were closer than the 24. Took 24 seconds left, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're on like the five-yard line. They were just right Yeah, there. you're right. They were just right I apologize. There. So well, you, you got to kick it. You got to play for extras. That's Buffalo that, Bills. That's playing it safe, right? You trust your team. You trust your offense. Kick the easy field goal. Run the clock out. They're not going to have enough time to, to score or kick another field goal. Trust your team in overtime. That's the easy rationale, right? But he was like, no, I trust my boys right now. And you know, even though they lost, even though it ended up being the wrong decision, it was the right decision. That's literally yeah. where I was going. It yeah. was, it's the right decision for Sean team McDermott. morale. Yeah, because when Sean McDermott is like, Here's the thing. We're a bunch yeah. of winners. Who's got your back? Yeah, we're going to win. Who's Who's got your back? Who's your coach? Who believes in you? They're like, this guy. Yeah. It's me. You remember that fourth and one call? We didn't take the easy way out. I trusted you. And the next time he's in a situation where he's like, you trust me like I trusted you, he's going to have everyone's back. They're going to rage like friggin' Braveheart. Yes, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. And so there's this m- mentality, right, where it's, well, we got to score no matter what to win. Like, that's the mentality, right? Because maybe you got to get the field goal to tie it, but you still got to score one to win. Uh, also, they didn't want the Titans no. to win the toss yeah. and have to have Derrick Henry run it down their throat some and more. not be contained. 150 yards and three touchdowns. You don't want him to keep going. Guess what? He don't get tired. None. He doesn't care that he already has 30 carries. He doesn't care that he – it's. 15, uh, 10 more minutes of football. He's anti-human. He is a freak. It's so crazy to me, like, how much of a freak he is. And when Mike Rabel was like, hey, like, you know how I'm doing creative play right now? I'm just going to put 99 endurance on Derrick Henry and 99 strength and 99 speed. And what do you mean this isn't Madden? Because that's what I'm actually doing. Yeah. Because that's what you have. 99 dreadlock. 99 break tackle. Yeah. It's got that rare combination of power and speed. 99 problems. Yeah, well, speed ain't one. Speed is not no. one. No. <laughs> You're right, Vital. 
And the only thing that's really slowed the Titans down, if you ask me, is their quarterback. The quarterback's not good. I think Tannenhill is, well, riding the horse that is Derrick Henry. But this Buffalo Bills team, which, by the way, should have won. Let's be real transparent. I know both teams are 4-2 and two now, whatever. You can yeah. get it. Sure, sure, sure. But this Buffalo Bills team, with this mentality where McDermott's like, hey, you guys have to – we have to get another one to win. We just have to. So we can get it now or we can get it in extras. What do you want to do? Yeah. And the boys say we go for it now. I like it. I love it. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to give the ball back to Derrick Henry. There's no way. And Josh Allen – who, by the way, slipped up. Okay, it happens. Sure. His feet came out from under him. So's life. Slippery. Yeah. Yeah. Can't win them all. They probably, what is that, spray a little WD-40 right where he's going to stand? Who did? A little home field advantage. Ground screw. Paid off the refs. Who? Zebras. Who did that? I don't know. Who's Justin Timberlake? I don't know. Who's from Tennessee? <laughs> it's Justin Timberlake, right? He's from the other part. He's the biggest Titans fan, right? Well, I think he owns part of the Grizzlies. He's a Memphis guy. So it's the same state. He slipped on a Willy Wonka chocolate. He, I mean, could have, yeah. Called that a callback in the biz. So he goes, is that a golden wrapper? No! Banana peel. <laughs> so much offense, though. Slipped on cabbage. There, there was 800 yards of offense in that game last night. That's the one to watch. Like, hey, good for Monday night. Monday night is the opposite of Thursday night. Oh, yeah. I, I hit, by the way, side note. Oh, okay, here no, we go again. No one cares about your fantasy team. No one cares about my pick'em league. I won it again. I picked the over. I won it again. You've kind of won three times, and I yeah. don't I don't get it. I'm comfortably in first in both my pick'em leagues, and I've won three weeks outright. So You have become comfortably in first. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Nostra Dumbass. That Buffalo tight end, he's out. Did you see that? Knox? Hopefully not for long. No, no, no. It's going to be a minute. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I haven't seen the update yet. Fractured, fractured hand. Oh, my God. That's so important for a guy who catches footballs for a living. I don't know a ton about the – maybe I should call the girlfriend. I don't know a ton about, like, how a hand is made, but I think it has, if not the most amount of bones in it, near the most amount. I think you're thinking of feet. If that's why I'm saying I don't know. Feet have the most bones, but, uh, yeah. Still a lot, a lot of bones. He threw a touchdown. He had a broken hand, or he threw the conversion to Josh Allen. Do you see that? It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm big on Monday night football when it's well. I told you, I, I hate weeknight football. It's true. You do say that often. I, cause I, by the way, by the way, it's a Monday night football record. There were seven lead changes in the game. How do you seven. know that? Where do you come up with this information? Profootballreference.com. Is that a real thing? Yeah, he's yeah. a contributor. You don't read you don't read Vital's articles on Pro Football Focus. I have a website called VitalRamblings.com, and it's just things that Vital th- says that I think cannot be true whatsoever, and they're all factual. Jokes on you, CNN keeps picking up these stories. <laughs> I know we have that break. fake news. Ask anybody, it's fake news. Is that what you do, Vital? Uh, no, I don't like that guy. No. <laughs> it's not about that impersonation. You don't like me doing impersonations, or you don't like? Oh, I like you. I don't. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Oh, wait, you know what the friends of the show might not know is what do you have? Like a hundred voices under your belt, probably. Uh, it's kind of like riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, hundreds. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If I needed Pee Wee Herman right now, you could just come up with Pee Wee Herman. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a ridiculous, dumb skill. Yeah. Yeah. I've made zero money off of it. 
<laughs> I have I haven't used it in an important manner whatsoever. It's a party trick. I can go twenty one on a hacky sack and I never pull that it's out. It's a parlor game. You know, I should start doing this or start using my voice for profit. It's a thing. Yeah. You can do it. I, I think Hollywood's gonna get away from celebrities doing voice acting. I think like this Mario thing is gonna ruin it for everyone. Oh no, you think so? I do. That's yeah. my energy on it. I can also do Mario. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And Wario. Well, they're they're very similar. And Waluigi. Waluigi's probably my favorite. I don't know what is. Is that a made up one? Is that a Noopa Loompa joke that I don't get? You know Wario. Well, yeah. It's it's the it's the, it's the Bizarro Luigi. Why don't you just say his brother? Walu- I don't, do you Waluigi. not understand? Do you not understand the relationship between Mario and Luigi? No, no, no. Waluigi is Wario's is, brother. Correct. Do you just say that? Wario and Waluigi. Who's the real villain here? That's what I want to know. Today's bar. It's story. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> the real villain in Philadelphia whenever we get back from the break. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. From the texter, Justin Timberlake is the epitome of boy band guy gone wild. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I, don't, I mean, I know we referenced Justin Timberlake. Is it because the the D in the box song? Is that when he went wild? The, well, the, the wildest one is Joey Fatone. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Justin Timberlake went that wild. Joey Fatone. Unless you can now, unless you like think wearing a Canadian tuxedo to the VMAs is wild, which it was not that wild. I really don't know who, like, the most out-of-control boy band ever is. Donnie Wahlberg. Duh. That's an easy one. Think it's New Kids? Yeah, Donnie from New Kids. I mean, he got loose. Yeah. I mean, didn't him and Marky Mark beat a guy to death and got away with it? You're thinking of Ray Lewis. No, no, no. I'm. Well, I do often think of Ray Lewis. Not in this moment, though. Yeah, Marky Mark, like, almost beat a guy to death. Or did. I'm not sure. So he was in a different band than Donnie. He was in the Funky Bunch. No, no, no. The Funky Bunch was with Marky Mark. The Funky Bunch backed up Marky Mark. It's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It's not like the name of the band was the Funky Bunch, and then some record producer said, hey, you know who the real star of this outfit is? Marky Mark. Get in your Calvin Klein undies and sing. It was always Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Okay, I think I got it here. Oh, I know what it is. Committing a hate crime? No, it's Michael Jackson. Turned bad boy? Yeah. Because he was in the Jackson 5, which I would tell you is probably the first boy band, right? Yeah. And he went solo in the late 70s. I mean, that's got to be it. Heyday in the 80s. Yeah, he turned villain worse than anybody, right? I mean, you can't say, like, the Osmonds. You know, it's got to be, like... Okay. Mark Wahlberg has a lot of hate crimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you. This just ruined The Departed for me. Oh, my God. There's a... Say hello to your mother for me. There's Unless, a... of course, she's a person of color, or if she doesn't, like, come from the same zip code as me, then uh, then maybe I'm not interested. You know what I mean? My goodness, there's a list. 
<laughs> Can you imagine me and Mark Wahlberg and somebody comes up to you and he's expecting like admiration or praise or whatever. And you're like, oh, no, man, you just, hey, can you walk on the other side of the street from me? <laughs> like, you just, yeah, too yeah. much, dog. I think it's got to be Michael Jackson. Table for four for Marky Mack. <laughs> he says, that Marky Mack? We can't have you in here. Hey, I'd, uh, I don't want to sit in that section, all right? Just don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, what? Marky Mark, that's that's not good vibrations, man. Ooh. Anyways. Oh, that's a bummer. No one from Boys to Men really got in trouble? No one from, like, I'm... I think they're just the men now, right? Yeah. 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 It was two eyes. Boys... I, Two I, I, boys, I, I, men. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else. Like, no, the One Direction kids are still all doing really good. Like, what else is there? Justin Bieber? He wasn't in a boy band. He was just like a boy that Ellen DeGeneres discovered. A weird sentence. I'm glad she got to him before Michael Jackson. That... Did that re... Why did you even make that a re... Okay. You mentioned Michael Jackson. Your fault for putting that in my head. Jonas Brothers seem pretty legit. Take that. New edition. O-Town. I can't come up with. It's Donald Wahlberg. What about Menundo? Did they ever do anything weird? Didn't they get weird? I don't think so. Ricky Martin? The Beatles are a boy band, right? They were boys when they started. The Monkees was a boy band. They were all pretty legit. I don't know. John Lennon beat his wife and his kids. There's that. Allegedly. He's very misogynistic. Yeah, but he got what was coming to him. Yeah. Ooh. What? That's dark. Yeah, I didn't mean to go That's there. That's dark. Bell, what about Bell the Dove? With the what? Were they, did they get into trouble? Spice Girls. Oh, it's a girl's one. Philadelphia controversy after the break. Okay. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We are currently watching what I believe will be the last bat for Albert Pools in an L.A. Dodgers uniform. Does that sound right to you? It's a seven-game series, Fred. you got to win four. It will be over in four. The third one will be over today, and it will go in favor of the Atlanta Braves. What about when he hits a bomb right here? They need three runs. With one runner on, they put Albert Pujols up to bat, they being the L.A. Dodgers. <clears throat> one on, two out, bottom of the six. Lefty reliever A.J. Minter on to face Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols can still hit lefties. He's over 300. Against lefties, he is under 200 against righties this season. Historically, he plays very well against the Braves. Hey, look at this. Hey, look. He still looks a lot like Albert Pujols. I mean, there's a striking similarity. <laughs> he looks so much like old Albert Pujols. It's crazy. Yeah, and he um, waved at that one. There's no joy in Mudville, Van. So that's it. Albert Pulse's career is over in Los Angeles. If you picked up a number 55 jersey, feel free to donate that to locker number 505 because you'll no longer need it. Um, brand new and slightly used clothes. 
is what they repurpose for families and individuals in the community that need their assistance. They would appreciate your number 55 joke Albert Pujols jersey. He will be excited to leave the L.A. Dodgers and become the first time in like 40 years. Become a bench coach for the Cardinals next uh, year? A player, a manager, f- similar yeah. to Pete Rose. Pujols and Yadier Molina. Yeah. Adam Wainwright all co-manage the team. Yeah. Have a farewell tour. Mm-hmm. You say goodbye to Wainwright and Pujols. It's Season after that, Yadier stays on as coach. To say goodbye. That's a big big part of your life, those three guys. They're the biggest. Yeah. If if Albert uh, manages home games and Yadi manages away games, I'm in on that. Like just How long has Yadier played? Seventeen years? Oh four was his first season. Seventeen years. Yeah. That's the longest relationship you've been in by sixteen years. Uh, Albert's oh two oh, but he he left me. That's right. <laughs> The longest relationship I've been in is with pro wrestling. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, good point. Good point. We started in 90. Um, it was a big year for me. I was five going on six. All right, Ben Simmons. Do we need to break down what's going on, or do we just need to give the latest development? Like, what is, like, our Ben Simmons give, energy? Give us the Cliff's Notes, Fred, would you? The Cliff's Notes. He got max contract. He's afraid, he afraid to play offense, and he's specifically afraid to play offense whenever people are watching him, i.e. the playoffs. His coach, Doc Rivers, think he suck, even though he's three-time All-Star, and Ben Simmons know he suck because he don't want to play – he don't want to shoot the ball. So all offseason, Doc Rivers was like, hey, Sixers, get rid of him. And ben Simmons was like, hey, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, Silver was like, cool, both you guys figure it out. And the Sixers were like, we can't. Oh, he showed up to practice today. Say he didn't want to do the defensive shuffle or whatever they're doing. And Doc Rivers was like, you got to go home. You're suspended. Go home. You're suspended. <laughs> he didn't even take his sweatpants off. He didn't take the cell phone out of his pocket. You wonder why his teammates hate him. He don't want to be there. He he just walked in the gym and and Doc Rivers just did it. Nope. Nope. Just He started doing the thing where you, you wave your arm real quick at the door. Nope. Nope. Go to the door. Well, nope. He, he let him, they let him into the gym. They let him start practicing, and he didn't do anything. He just stood there and text messaged, get out of the gym, find him. Quote, I just thought he was a distraction today. He didn't want to do what everyone else is doing. That's from Coach Rivers. And guess what? It's validated. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He has to do something to validate suspending him, right? You can't just say you're suspended for no reason because you got the players' union. You could cause a big fuss. But showing up in sweatpants, texting during practice, and refusing to participate in drills, he's asking for this. He's do- if you I- should get suspended. You should not get paid. And they don't have to pay him if it's a legitimate suspension. If it's con- conduct detrimental to the team, they don't have to pay him. He's already been fined 1.4 mil for missed preseason games, practices, workouts, and meetings. Could you imagine? He hasn't earned a single dollar since his return. He's earned that suspension. He's got to earn his way right out of Philly. But everyone knows, and no one wants to pay. Because this is that stuff. We just talked about this when we were talking about that loser 
Nick Rolovich. Everyone is going to expect you to shoot the ball. Everyone is going to expect you to do defensive drills. Everyone is going to expect you to put your T-Mobile sidekick down so you can go and play basketball. And he's already one of the best wing defenders in the league. Like, he's Kawhi good at defense. He's got some of the best handles in the league. He's like Chris Paul good with the ball. Yeah. Attacking the basket, he's almost Russell Westbrook good. You know why teams don't want him, why they're not lining up to trade him? Can't shoot. Well, and to be fair. (laughs) To be fair. To be fair. Thank you, Michael. Philly ain't going to just take, like, a handful of role players for him. But they're not going to get an all-star for him either. The only guy they can get is Kyrie. Oh, my God, you beat me to it. Yep. (laughs) It's too early in the segment. I was waiting to do Kyrie for, like, five minutes. Go. Hey, Fred. Yeah, what's that, buddy? You know who they should trade him for? Uh, Off the top of my head, I can't really come up with anyone. Uh, Hey, how about Kyrie Irving? Oh, dang it. That's such a good one. (laughs) Throw in a number one, okay? Yeah, right. They'll do anything. Philly don't want him. You heard all these rumors in the offseason about trading him. Why didn't the Sixers trade him? Because they can't. They, no one paying the price. Who's got Who's got a good player and a lot of draft capital? If you work this thing right, somebody like the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets have a couple good young players and a buttload of draft picks. If the Houston Rockets play their cards right, they can get rid of John Wall's contract and get Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Because no one wants them. Hey, guess guess where they get to play at home if you're Kyrie? Houston, Texas. State of Texas don't have any mass mandates. State of Texas doesn't have any vaccine mandates. Kyrie gets to play every home game there. You only have to sit out in, what, L.A., Sacramento, and New York as of now? That's a good deal. 80% of the season for Kyrie. You give up some young players and some draft picks. Philly don't want Ben Simmons. They don't want that distraction. I say Philly trade Ben Simmons to Chicago, and they get Candace Parker. So you, put, <laughs> you, you put Candace Parker on Oh, the- I love it. Oh, God, I love it. She a team player. She wins ships. Hey, Candace Parker. She ball. Le- legit sixth man of the year. She ball out. You put Candace Parker in the NBA. She's not like a first-team all-star. She plays ball, though. Yeah. She can hang with the boys. She ain't afraid. She's got like eight or ten points a game. The NBA caters to these type of players. James Harden got what he wanted, too. Just Hey, they tried to do Well, okay. Well, James Harden works very hard, and he's a good teammate. He just didn't want to be stuck in a bad situation. Yeah. And he had the leverage to pull it off. Simmons doesn't want to be there. Ben Simmons doesn't. He's a jerk. No one wants a jerk that's going to divide your locker room. I So that's the part where we agree on. The part that I don't care about is the part Vital's giving me. And by don't care, I mean like it's a cool talking point. But I don't care about player loyalty. The NBA ain't got no loyalty to no player. Hasn't had in a long no. time. No. Hey, NBA player should try to do whatever they want. Who's, who's the last one? Reggie Miller? Where a team was overly loyal? Yeah. No, that a player was overly loyal. Oh. Reggie Miller was good enough to say wherever he wanted to go, he could go. But he decided to stay in Indiana to try to win a championship that drafted him and built around him. Before He's the last one, right? Before him, it was John Stockton. Stockton and Malone. No, because Malone left. He went to L.A. Well, after Stockton did. Stockton didn't go to L.A. No, after Stockton left. Well, he retired, though. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, who, like, 
who are the guys? There's no one in. I can't think of anybody since Reggie Miller. I'm really trying to come up with it. I'm like, like, who's the Kyle Seeger? 505-246-0610. If you could think of an NBA player who showed loyalty to their team more recently than Reggie Miller, please let us know. I would be surprised. I don't know who that could be. Reggie Miller's the last one. I'm scouring my brain, and I have a slightly above-average brain. My brain is a six and a half easy, and I can't think of one. Yeah, I got zero off the top of my head. I could Google it. I oh, could... Your brain's like a four. Not in basketball stuff. It's like a, it's like a five and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, in basketball. Huh. Teams that are overly loyal to their players, it's about zero. Yeah, it's been a long time. There's there's not a team that like gives a ton more than they should. I would say Portland with Brandon Roy was that. They gave him more than what they needed to and an opportunity for him. Chicago with Jason Williams. Because he's the only well-behaved one from the Jailblazers. They don't really go by that nickname. Does somebody call in? We got a suggestion. Somebody more recent than Reggie. When the phones are ringing, but they're kind of always ringing. Yeah. The luckily Vital only gives us the good ones, and I appreciate Vital that. Vital knows what's up. To be fair, to be fair, we get a lot of calls that are like, "Why are you guys talking sports?" What's well, I mean? What, do you, what are we going to do? Just keep replaying that on the air? There's not a there's not a reason to to stay loyal to NBA team. Not anymore. No. No. There's not a reason. To be like, hey, this isn't the perfect situation and I can't maximize my value. That doesn't make sense. You have to, in my opinion, you have to get the most for yourself no matter what. And I agree. You should be worth whatever you're worth on the market. And if you can force your way out of a bad situation because you're talented enough to and the demand is there, good for you. This hurts you on the market, though. No, no one says, look, dude. You got that nice job at Home Depot. Right. Just stay at Home Depot for 20 years. Like, you don't need to go to Lowe's, even though Lowe's gave you a raise. Just stay with Home Depot your whole career. No, hey, there's they're, they've been so nice to you. You know what? Just stay at Home Depot forever. Don't entertain other offers. Don't realize you're worth more than that and go to another company. It's ridiculous when you say it to someone, like, in the regular world. But if but you're under you, contract with a team, that's a different thing. If yeah, you're but you're under agent. contract at Home Depot, too. <laughs> well, at will. I mean. Sure. sure. You go, hey, you go to your, like, your bank, you go to your credit union, every teller in front of you, they started a different credit union. Yeah, 100%. That's what you do. Just go. Go get, your most, yeah, go get your most value. You got headhunted. Good. Evander Canning's headhunted. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Bottom of the seventh, nobody on. And then classic Corey Seager tradition, he just stares at a strike over the middle. Might have been a little low. Dodgers fan is like losing it, right? Like Dodgers fan, call the program. 505-246-0610. The Quans Auto Care Hotline is open to you to just let it all out. Because it's rough right now. 
They still got eight more outs. They could do a lot with eight outs. I ate out last night. Hey. I had Panda Express. It was great. You know how many teams in the history of baseball have came back from a 3-0 deficit? One. Literally one. It's one. Literally one in the history of baseball. And it was a great story that I do not see repeating itself. So your boy Seager goes down. Two down at the bottom of the seventh. And as TBS pans over the fans at Dodger Stadium, they found three of them, which was fortunate for the cameraman. Hold on. You forgot a very important adjective. Please. Pans over a half-empty stadium. Yes. They got people all around the bottom bowl. And after that, it's like every other seat's open. No, they moved them down. They moved them down. Because it's better for TV. <laughs> after Seager strikes out, TBS just did a slow-motion instant replay of three kids. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. <laughs> all bending over like they're sick after a night out of drinking. Yep. By the way, Houston up one nothing in the first. I was just about to put that on, buddy. Thank no, that's you. That's what we need to do. We're just going to change it. At the break. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, not right now. Evander Kane, you're not familiar with it all, right? No. Um, I like to watch the playoffs, but I'm not a hockey guy. I don't know all the compelling storylines until something like this happens, and I start reading about it. Let me paint the picture for you on Evander Kane. Think of, like, the worst type of person and citizen, Okay. Okay, all right. In your head, what does that look like? Um, Looks a lot like a mix of like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and Harvey Weinstein yep. with, a, with a sprinkle of Phil Spector. All right, I think a lot of those things are very good if you also add Chris Brown. Okay, and Chris Brown, sure. So Evander Kane is the type of dude who will like – like, get into a huge gambling debt from batting on hockey. Cool. He'll beat up his wife um, and then partners afterwards, I guess. Cool. He All of his teammates hate him. He's got a loud mouth. He, when younger, had a better skill set than what he currently has. Now he faked a COVID-19 vaccine card, even though the NFL doesn't require you to have a COVID-19 vaccine card so that he could get the privileges – that are afforded to the players who do have the vaccine, which includes not being isolated from everyone. And everyone is super mad because they wanted to be isolated from him because all of his San Jose Shark teammates hate his freaking guts. You left the part out where he walked out on a half a million dollar marker in a Vegas casino because he was gambling and lost half a million dollars and tried to walk out on his losses that's bad enough, but he was actively playing hockey against the Las Vegas Golden Knights at the time. That happened as well. <sighs> in the playoffs, he was betting hockey while he was playing hockey in the playoffs. The fake vaccination card, that's a felony, right? It's a, it's a felony. Felony. And he only got 21 games, which is pretty sweet for him. Good job. Whoever his lawyer is, is so weak. To be fair. To be fair. be fair. His estranged wife who accused him of domestic abuse, uh, that could not be substantiated. Sure. I like money. 
he should be done forever, right? Like everyone hates your guts. You're the worst kind of person. So we we were talking to your friend earlier, hockey it, hockey expert. My friend my friend Dave Rapp, who lives in St. Louis, Missouri, who runs a lot of youth hockey, yes. Okay. Yeah. And he just kept rattling off all these horrible things this guy has done. Correct. And it's like, how is he still around to do this new insanely stupid thing? How is he not Pete Rosed for gambling while he's an active player? It's his sixth suspension in the NFL. How is, or he, NHL. How is he not Ray Riced for beating a significant other? From the texture, usually hockey players are really well behaved. How rare. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Figure it out. I know of this one hockey player who, like, Bertuzzi, the guy. Who, who, there's a cheap shot is literally called a Bertuzzi. Well, there's a story about this one guy who took his skate off and tried to stab a guy with it. What? You know that one? No. Can't remember the name. It was was it Happy Gilmore? Is that his name? That's Yeah, he became a golfer later. Known for his unique driver's stance. Tried to stab a guy. Took his took his skates off. Tried to stab a guy with him. Happy Gilmore. Vander Kane never did that. It's all in the hips. Put that Put that on your bucket list, Evander Kane. By the way, Evander Kane, that's a very good B-movie bad guy. That's a very... <laughs> he's like the... He's the Spock to, like... <laughs> yeah. Con. Kane! <laughs> the San Jose Sharks, who, by the way, didn't let him... Like, participated in any camps. He hasn't played in a game yet this season. Now he's not eligible to play till the 30th of November. He ain't going back to that that San Jose Sharks team. None of them guys want him there. Well, Houston, enjoy that 1-0 lead. Because he's gone. Xander Bogarts, the two-run homer in the bottom of the first. Not a grand slam? Not a grand slam. How weird. Time. They're working on it. Joining us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Marty. Marty, welcome to the program. Hey, guys, a lot of head scratchers today and uh, usually comes at the uh, top ranks there with Dave Roberts. I'm a big Dodger fan. I'm Ooh. not a big fan of Dave Roberts. Me neither. I never liked him. I, situationally, he's not a good manager. Why is Gavin Lux playing the outfield? That was a costly error. I mean, that basically opened up that inning. That, that's, that's a position he's never played. Let's just go ahead and put him in game three of the NLCS. Let's just try it out. Let's and, see what happens. And bounce it off the palm of the glove uh, in dead straightaway? Yes, that's exactly what Dave Roberts wanted, apparently. And he's been getting too the cute with the, came the openers. With the trying to get Julio Urias. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, it, you know, when you're used to starting, then all of a sudden, you know, you go back. It, it's not the same. You're not you're not uh, mentally, it's not the same, you know. So you just think you're going to turn it on, turn it off. I mean. And it goes back to the Houston Astros series when he decided to 
I think he decided to go with Darvish, or what was the guy's name? I always forget the pitcher's name, but he decided to start him in game seven instead of going with a hot hand, which was Kershaw. How did he could have gone with Kershaw for four innings, and he, you know, they, I think they put up five right away in the first inning. I'm oh. like, this manager is. Marty, I know you're a friend of the show, Marty. Like, you connect with us fairly often, and I know you're a big Dar- Dodgers, Mark. The last two games. Like, like, well, arguably the last three games are the three most exciting Dodgers games of the year. But the last two games, like, you have confidence in both games, right? Like at the end, you're like, you're like, my team's gonna pull it out. We got the athletes. We got, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing. But like the energy of this one, and and by the way, we've been on the radio, so it's not like we're watching super intensely. But this is a flat team. Like all of a sudden, like they don't feel like they're in the mix. Is that how you feel? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like they want the season to end. Like. Okay, 106 games. That was a long season. We won it last year. Okay, we should just be happy with that. No, I'm like, this team should have already won it four times. Yes. If they had a better manager. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I think, you know, I talked to a random Dodger fan. They're like, oh, he's good. No, they've underachieved under this clown. I want him to go. I want him to go like yesterday. I've been calling for his, his job, and I do that a lot. I call... You know, I'm not happy with uh, Danny Gonzalez, and this is why. Hear me out on this. Quarterback situation has been putrid, to say the least, for the Lobos. You had something in a walk-on freshman. You had something. I mean, whatever it was. Let's just try it out at this point. Let's just try it out, you know. Let's see what you can do. This reluctance, and I think it, I think a lot of it is like, I really believe the coaching staff's in there saying, well, he's a walk-on. We can't get a man. He's a walk-on. You know, what about Terry Wilson? What about Terry Wilson? He hasn't done anything. Not in my view. I'm a fan, and I can tell you, I can tell you from the couch, he hasn't done squat. So that's my point. I'm really disappointed with Coach Gonzalez. I'm really disappointed with Robert. So it's one of these calls where they're just head scratchers. Can you, you at least try out Isaiah Chavez and see what you get? Just one game. Let's see what you get. Maybe you get a little momentum, kind of like you did last year. I don't know. I just think he runs the read option better than all those quarterbacks that are on the staff right now. And they, they run that play a lot. So just give it a shot. Yeah, thanks for the call, Marty. Um, as far as Dave Roberts, if the Dodgers get swept and he got way too cute with his pitching staff, he's got way too cute putting infielders in the outfield. If they get swept, he's probably gone, right? With that budget, with that roster, you expect – better results every year as far as coach Gonzalez is I mean hey I'll beat this into the ground every day this is going to take three or four years there's no magic cure it's going to take years of good recruiting it's going to take years of scouting the the other teams in the division it's going to take some time and Marty's right on because some obviously Wilson's hurt right so something's got to be done try it out yeah yeah have some fun with it and we didn't talk about it yesterday because we were on a super clap show yesterday but you know CJ Montez it was a struggle that's a really tough debut that's a really tough debut and and to call for Isaiah Travis which I get I do get it I don't believe he's undefeated yeah he's never lost a college football game in my opinion, there is not a mentality, mindset, or overall belief that because you're a walk-on, that affects anything. I don't think that's factual. What I will say is they know better than we do what's going on in practice. They know better than we do what's going on on the other side. We were talking about Isaiah Chavez, I think, the last day I was on the program before the game, and it was he's had he's had some concussion stuff. He's had stuff yeah, going on. For sure. Like, the coaching staff knows the availability. 
Would I be surprised if, like, the swelling in the elbow of Wilson, if it's not better yet and not back, do we maybe have a chance to see Chavez this week against Wyoming? I would be into that. I would be excited for that. It'd be a hard maybe. It'd be a hard, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's Montez, because that's what the coaching staff says, okay, cool. Also, there's 10 guys that surround him. I know we got to grab a break, Vital. I'm sorry. You know how I am. Uh, Coach Ogeron, when we get back? Sure. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The freebies yeah top of the eight two down the Dodgers put two men on and here comes Kenny Powers that looks like the guy from <laughs> office space what's his neighbor Michael Bolton two chicks at the same time man hey man what would you do if you had a million bucks <laughs> no man hell no no one will say that I believe you get your ass kicked for that. That Ron Livingston is very good. He's very good. He's very. Did you watch Sex in the City? Of course not. Okay. First of all, it's very. It's an. It's an excellent program. Okay. It's, I'll take your word for it. It doesn't hold up at all. A lot of it's based. You around, don't say. You know. Vital, how's this sound as a bit? Just hear me out. Van and I, like on air, obviously, we rewrite episodes of old sitcoms. Like, we come up with an episode trope on the air. So, like, for instance, we, if we were to write a Sex in the City episode, it would be, like, something along the lines of, like, so, like, Sarah Jessica Parker, she's getting off the airplane, and Samantha's not there to pick her up. So, she's running late, and she can get another ride, but it's going to take another hour. So, Sarah Jessica Parker walks into a bar yeah and the bartender says and and then we just develop by the long face okay i going wanted to stop you tr- <laughs> i'm just saying there's something here vital <laughs> this is a good bit i could do it sarah jessica parker is like struggling being a career woman and looking for love in the big city and yeah so she joins a softball team okay but she joins the wrong softball team. Oh, no. It's a team of lesbians. It's a team of lesbians. Yeah. And she'll never meet a guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Little did she know she wanted to try it out. Yeah. I'm into this. This is a one-episode date. So. It, well, it obviously is. And so she gets a dating. So the lesbians suggest to her that she get a dating app called Yay or Nay. But she knows that's a horse joke. Yeah. So whenever they're like, get the Yay or Nay app, she's like, she's like, she's like, girls. I think all the lesbians like think I look like a like a horse. That to me is a brilliant episode. LA Dodgers bring in relief pitcher slash bicycle repairman Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. Tony Gonsolin is the guy who in your neighborhood like helps all the kids with flat tires. Yeah, he helps all the kids with flat tires and once like they're an eight. Oh, oh my god, I thought he gave up a three run shot. And then, and once the neighborhood kids are like a comfortable age, like not legally, but like a comfortable age for him, he starts yeah. selling them weed too. They, right. Yeah. Yeah, he's He's like bring your bike in and get a dime bag, brother. And before you know it, there's a lot of shot callers around his block. There's a whole bunch going on. It's like there's bikes in and out, but the water bottles are oversized, and people are like, "This is very confusing, Tony." And then there's a special one-off episode of Sex in the City where he goes and visits his sister in the big city. Who is Sarah Jessica Parker? Like Sarah Jessica Parker's like, "You got to shave. You can't. You can't go into this martini bar with me with that 
Fu Manchu but Tony, he's, but he's cousin slides, cousin Tony. He do, he slides the doorman some of his bike weed, yeah. and then he's like, "Look here, brother, you look a little tense. How about I loosen you up? <laughs> you want me to fix your back too?" And the guy's like, "He's like, no, thank you, relief pitcher Tony Gonsolin." Yeah, but but he can he catches a hood name of. Tony Good Schwinn, yeah. because he's so good at fixing bikes. I, I was talking about motorcycles this whole time. Oh, no, I'm and not. I, and I had no idea that you were talking about Schwinn's. Yes. Okay. So Tony Good Schwinn, which is now his mafia name, uh-huh. and uh-huh. he abandons the West Coast, moves to New Jersey, starts a minor league hockey team called the Trashers, yeah. where he then launders money successfully for many years until Netflix created a documentary about him. Runs into the mafia, and the mafia boss is like, I'll make you an offer for that dirt weed you can't refuse. (laughs) How much you want for that Schwinn while we're at it? He says, well, that's a good Schwinn. (laughs) It is a very nice Schwinn, though. And also, like, the quality of a bike is very regional. Like, a good Schwinn in New York is different than a good Schwinn in the Midwest or a good Schwinn in the Southwest. Higher standards, you think? Well, it's like the phrase good money. You know, it's like, hey, I make good money, but where do you live? Where? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's the same thing with Good Schwinn. Yeah. Are we talking Texarkana or are we talking Manhattan? So there's also an episode where all, <laughs> where all the all the girls, their kids, are they're all in high school. You know how, like, in TV shows, a kid can go from two to, like, high school in one season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've all had they're children. Like, where did you get a beard? Right. And <laughs> they're, all in, they're all in high school, and the kids need to pay for, like, their prom expenses or whatever. And they start selling good Schwinn weed, and it, uh, yeah, okay. and it becomes a real Breaking Bad esque kind of thing, where there's a, there's a need for it. So, anyways, I think that's a segment we need to work on. Incorporate writing episodes for, for outdated television sitcoms. Obviously, because of our age, primarily from the '80s and '90s. Be like we could smash three shows together, and okay. it could be Wonder Sex in the Breaking Bad City Years. That's so, very uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And the and like the big twist at the end is Tony Goodschwin's neighbor is actually Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And he was the mastermind this yeah. whole time. Yeah. But you as the audience think he's gonna bring in like a morality tale at the end, like at like at the end of a yeah. like a full house. But no, he was he's actually Mr. Moneybag. You think he's him. gonna set him down and like give him a heart to heart about yeah, no. leaving the drug life. Uh uh-uh. but he grabs him by the collar and starts smacking him. Where's my money, Tony? Yeah. You didn't. You never fixed my bike, Tony. He's like, you might feel rich now, good Schwinn, but you can't afford to quit this. And then, uh, because he's not actually Mister Cooper, like I mentioned earlier, he's Mister Moneybags, and that's where it gets really kind of perplexing because Hasbro also has a sponsorship in it. That's where he breaks bad. So, long story co- stro- short, LSU and Coach Orderon said that they're going to separate ways at the end of next season. Um, and this this one's tough for me. <laughs> This one's really this story's really tough for me because I'm a big Ed Ogeron fan. Yes, you are. Number one, because of his voice and personality. Number two, I heard he's a good coach. I don't know how to analyze that. Uh fifteen and zero with a national ship. That's pretty good. Yeah. That one time was very good. Well, here's the thing. It's that was only two years ago. Yeah, and and I like Cajun Brad Pitt from Snatch. Because he could say anything, and you don't know what he's talking about. There's multiple layers to this cake. Like, is he yelling at us, or is he motivating us? I'm not sure. Are, I don't know what he's saying. That's not English. Excuse me, Edward. Are you are you speaking Pikey? Like, what is and the, that? And the other reason I really like him is, dude pulls. 
Yeah. He pulls, man. That's correct. He pulls. Like he got divorced and he went ham. Well, so he knows. You know what the acronym for ham is. Yeah. Google that real quick. He knows his X's and O's on the football field, but once he had X's off the football field, Mm -hmm. he created a lot of O faces. Mm -hmm. Yep. X's and O faces. Classic Eddie Ogeron. (laughs) I do like how the LSU was like, we're not going to just fire you, but let's go ahead and do a. We'll just both sign a letter saying we're done, right? Like you, and right now he don't want to coach football. Right now, like he's like, got all that money. He on the rebound too. He's just gonna take like six or seven like coeds to Greece or something, it, and they're gonna have to like be his interpreter because yeah. no one knows what he's talking about. You're Amsterdam if you do, Amsterdam if you don't. Today's varsity after the break is the varsity of actually the bad guy. Okay. The sports animal. Good program today. True to the game to follow after us, 7 p.m. Programming note, athletic director of the UNM Lobos, Eddie Nunez will join us on the program at 5 o'clock. We got some cool stuff going on over there. I want to make sure we talk about that. Today's varsity is the varsity of the actually the bad guy, okay? Sure. So I brought this up because I believed that the Enchantress in the beginning of Beauty and the Beast is actually the bad guy and not Gaston. And that's how we jumped into this. Okay? Right. If you're new to the show, welcome, first of all. Thank you for being a friend of the program. The varsity is we take a subject and then we pick what we believe to be the best of that subject, creating a varsity team of that subject. Correct. Nope. All right, I will go first because I feel like I know what you're going to go with. Okay, well, I, we know my first answer. We talked about my first answer earlier in the show. Correct. Okay. Which is wrong. Okay, we'll see. So I'm going to go with that Nazi Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. So Mrs. Doubtfire not bad. is a psychopath. Sure. Yeah. It's not the new stepdad, Pierce Brosnan, who comes in to save Sally Field from this previously abusive relationship she lived in with a drug-addicted, voice-impersonating, absentee father. Correct. Who then, after divorce, becomes a cross-dresser to penetrate the home that he was evicted from legally and purposely by Sally Field. Mrs. Doubtfire is worse than any social herpy that you can find. A laundry list of crimes committed yes. by Miss Doubtfire. And Stu is a good guy. I don't know why he's trying to disrupt stability yeah. and love in his family's life. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not fair. So Mrs. Doubtfire is on my list of actually the bad guy. An ongoing talking point today during the show. Yes. And one that I rail against quite often uh-huh. is Grandpa Joe. From Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is not only perceived as a good guy, but is actually bad guy. I will make a case that he is the worst villain in cinema history. You can't. Number one, he's lazy. He fools his family into thinking that he has a disability, and he makes them spend their hard-earned money on his tobacco while the family starves. They eat cabbage soup every day, and he fakes having a disability. And his poor daughter and stepson have to change his dirty depends, and they got to smell his dirty cabbage water farts all the time until 
His grandson wins a magical adventure at a chocolate factory, and boom, he just gets up out of bed and starts dancing. And that's not the end of it. He goes with Charlie to the chocolate factory and does his best to try to ruin his grandson's dreams. And just like Mrs. Doubtfire, commits multiple crimes and violations inside this ch chocolate factory, which lead to the injuries of multiple children. Grandpa Joe is a villain and must be stopped. Grandpa Joe. That's my first answer. First of all, was part of a quartet. So it's not like he acted alone. No, the other ones are actually old and disabled. Grandpa Joe is faking it. Grandpa Joe was able to, Cab under deep cover. Cabbage farts, bro. Under deep cover, penetrate a fortress of abuse. Septuagenarian cabbage farts. It was a death trap set up for children by Willy Wonka, and he exposed it to the world. He's a hero. Yeah, and then his grandson owned it. Okay, point dismissed. Next. Ferris is a terrorist. Okay, I'm going to whip so, you on that one. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. This is super true. I'll let you go. So Ferris, on his, on his day off, did nothing but torment, harass, and basically burn to the ground, not just a high school, not just Principal Rooney, but an entire town. So Ferris, to me, is a full-on terrorist. And also, uh, Alan Ruck, who was Cameron, terrorist as well. Made a bunch of people think they were dead. Yeah. Raised a bunch of money for a cause that didn't exist. Brutal. You know how many people were distraught? All he joyrided a 1961 Ferrari GT. And ruined it. You know how much that the repairs on that car is going to cost? It's probably totaled. And, and that window? You know how much that giant glass window cost? He, he knew that Cameron's dad loved that car more than Cameron because Cameron admitted that to Ferris. But Ferris did not care because a la Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. He's gross. Taking people down with him, too. With two men on, Cody Bellinger corks one into right center, and the Dodgers go up 1-6-5 over the Atlanta Braves. Continue the streak. I believe excuse me, uh, five up. Five up. Continue the streak of most exciting excitings that the excitingness can ever be excited about if you're a Dodgers fan. Caller Marty, congratulations. A lot of people think the Tyrannosaurus Rex is the bad guy in Jurassic Park. Uh, okay. Mostly because of the baby eating. Uh, is trying to eat children. Yeah. That seems bad. He only had a lawyer, to be fair. Oh, to be fair. Well, he attempted to eat a lot of children. Yeah. And he only ate a, a lawyer and a, a dude on the, the toilet. He was a lawyer. Yeah. Dr. John Hammond. Sucks. Why? Why? You know what happens when you bring back dinosaurs. They eat <sighs> human beings. Human beings are soft and fleshy and delicious. The real villain. And they don't stand a chance. The real villain. And this is all Dr. John Hammond's fault. He should have known what was going to happen. He didn't have the foresight. And not, not, not just in the Jurassic Park world. Ooh. The real villain, though, is the ignorance of man. Exactly that. Yeah. And it's manifested through Dr. John Hammond. Should have known better. Boo on you, Dr. John Hammond. The real pirate is Peter Pan. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. He kidnapped children, took them to a faraway land, and then harassed hardworking mariners as they try to just get by on what we would all agree to be a very lowly life. 
Peter Pan, due to his God-given natural abilities that make him just better than other people, instead of using those for good, use them for torment and torture. Yes. Peter Pan is worse than mud. He fed a man's hand to a crocodile. He cut off a man's hand, fed it to a crocodile in front of him. Which is bad. No reasonable person can say this is good. All right, next on my varsity. Last one. Of heroes that are actually villains is Shrek. Okay, what? Oh, because he's an ogre. Yeah, easy one. Ogres are bad. Led a wild rampage of death and destruction in his wake. You know how many buildings were burned down? Like a, a perfectly peaceful kingdom was shooken upside down by this ogre looking for vengeance because of his stupid swamp. There's a lot of swamps, Shrek. You're a swamp-dwelling ogre. Just go to another swamp, you ogre. And also, had a donkey impregnate a dragon? That's his fault. You know how hard it's... How those kids are going to grow up being half donkey, half dragon? You know the kind of mental health treatment it's going to take for a donkey dragon? Get out of here. Rose... Shrek's a bad guy. Rose killed Jack. Yes, of course she did. Okay. They both could have fit. They both could have fit. It's a giant piece of lumber. You could have both fit. It's Rose. There are like 27 different ways they could fit. Yeah. If you haven't seen Titanic, don't waste your time. Van, any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.